This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Now, Nina, it's time to take a look at NME magazine. And uh, obviously, you know, the music world, well, you know, it's not the same really now that David Bowie's gone. We, we, we heard earlier on this week that he died last Sunday. It's been such a shock, hasn't it? Yeah, real shock. So sad. And, really you know, you know, I don't think, well, for me anyway, it didn't. you don't kind of quite realise... When you're reading, people go, oh, he had such an influence. And you kind of think, really? And then you go through all the songs that you know by him and films that you've seen, and you just think, oh, he was he was a big influence. He was everywhere. Oh, absolutely. And mm. he's, he has actually influenced so many artists. Mm. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, even current artists. Mm. Uh, yeah, really, really sadly missed. But uh, apparently he did see a clairvoyant many years ago, and apparently uh, she predicted he was going to die at 69 or 70. Is that right? Uh, Well, David Bowie had long claimed that a psychic told him he would die at 69 or 70, says the late star's long-standing pianist. Bowie died on Sunday, January the 10th, at the age of 69, with reports suggesting that he had been suffering from liver cancer for 18 months. Mike Garson, who played on 19 of Bowie's albums, recently penned a tribute for The Guardian, in which he claimed that Bowie long believed that he would die at the age that he eventually did. The late singer reportedly admitted to Garson that he had once consulted with a psychic who predicted his death. When we were on the tour bus in 1996 or 1997, David said, somewhere in the late 70s, I met this psychic who told me I was going to die around the age of 69 or 70. And he said this with total total certainty. It didn't sound like the ramblings of one of these crazy people. It was something which he absolutely didn't doubt at all. I never told anyone about it, but it never left my mind, wrote Garson. The New York pianist who performed with the star at his last ever concert in 2004 did not play on Bowie's final album, Black Star, which was released on January the 8th. Meanwhile... David Bowie's family have thanked fans for their recent love and support following the music icon's passing, describing themselves as overwhelmed and grateful. A message on David Bowie's official Facebook page reads, Thank you. The family of David Bowie is currently making arrangements for a private ceremony celebrating the memory of their beloved husband, father and friend. They ask once again that their privacy be respected at this most sensitive of times. We are overwhelmed by and grateful for the love and support shown throughout the world. Yes, it's a really, really difficult time for his family and close mm. friends, uh, and for for you know real fans of of David Bowie. Um, the clairvoyant thing, you know, I always thought that you know for people whether they believe or whether they don't believe in you know that kind of thing, um, I always thought that they were not supposed to tell you bad things and not supposed to tell you if you were going to die. I think you're right. I think that's the general rule, isn't it? They'll kind of, they won't tell you anything too horrific. They'll just tell you things that are interesting. But maybe he asked them. Maybe, but still, you know, I think anybody kind of worth their salt wouldn't say because it it would surely, if somebody really, really, really believed um, in, you know, people that could see into the future, then, you know, surely that would shape the rest of their life. Yeah, that's true. But also, I mean, I think if you think it was in the 70s and I don't know what the average life expectancy was, but I mean, 69, 70 kind of now isn't that old. But, you know, 30 years ago, 
it maybe was thought of as quite old. So they just kind of flung it out there as a number. 40 years ago. For, yes, 40 years ago. It was kind of like, oh, you, you know, you lived to the 70s. That's a good innings. Whereas now everyone's kind of like, oh, well, you know, 80s or anyway, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows indeed. Well, listen, let's move on to our next story because Adele, uh, she's not, she's, she's, uh, she's not making enough money. Apparently, she's um, she's a bit skint after Christmas. Uh, so she's decided to start her own clothes line. Yep, Adele is reportedly planning to launch her own clothing line for stylish but busy mothers later this year. It's still in the early stages, but she's been getting input from several designers and working on her own sketches, a source revealed. Retailer's Evans, which specialises in plus-size clothing, has reportedly been lined up as a stockist. Tom Dorham of Evans told the magazine, When we worked with designers Clements Ribeiro, they used designers tried and tested on Adele. Uh, Their high street collection for Evans included the Adele dress inspired by the very outfit she wore at the 2012 Grammys. Adele returned from a three-year hiatus with a new album, 25, last year. In the video for the album's first single, Hello, the superstar wore a coat custom-made from fabric chosen by Heartbeats director Xavier Dolan. The Someone Like You singer had originally planned to release a different album to 25 about being a mum, but reportedly scrapped it because she felt it was pretty boring. (laughs) There we are. Yeah, I think maybe, you know, I don't know if the album would have done as well if it was all about being a mum. It might have been a bit too upbeat and no kind of ballads of heart torture and you know that sort of thing and maybe they thought it wouldn't sell or it, it might like, have been too torture who knows we're not mums connie knows? connie no, what exactly. would it have been yeah. would it have been a downbeat or an upbeat album a a better both quite <laughs> okay <laughs> side a if it's via vinyl upbeat side b not so much exhausted yeah. mother by that point yeah, side A, uh, baby giggles, yeah. side B, nappies and screaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, listen, time for one last story. And, uh, well, it's your boyfriend or your ex-boyfriend. ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so so sad to hear you split up. Honestly, I thought this was the one. <laughs> Zayn Malik has said that the only member of One Direction he is still in touch with is Liam Payne, while the rest of the band are ignoring his texts and calls. Malik quit the boy band, who are currently on an extended hiatus, in March 2015 and is now embarking on a solo career. He previously hinted at tension between himself and the rest of the band in another magazine interview, but has now named names as to who will and won't speak to him. Asked by the mag about whether or not he has remained in contact with his former bandmates, Malik admitted that Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson and Niall Horan have not spoken to him since March when he quit. The truth is, I haven't spoken to any of the boys at all, really. I spoke to Liam a bit and that's just the way it is, Malik told the magazine. I did try to reach out to a couple of people and they didn't get back to me. Malik went on to suggest that they have lied about speaking to him in interviews. Publicly, when they were asked questions about it, they said that they'd spoken to me and that we were friends. But that's not the case. I tried to reach out and be their friend, but they haven't replied to any of my calls or texts. Malik previously described the boy band's music as generic as beep and claimed he would be embarrassed to play their music around girls. 
Well, there's no one. No wonder he's. They're not talking to him. How can <laughs> exactly. He, how can he say that? That's really kind of biting the hand that feeds a wee bit, isn't it? Exactly, it is. And also, bearing in mind the people who buy One Direction albums and singles, why would he be embarrassed to play the music around girls? It's girls that you know. Is there you know teen girls and probably some preteens are their predominant audience? I would assume. Well, I know. I think he's maybe talking about maybe girls that he's trying to woo. Yeah, slightly older girls. Mm. Maybe even ladies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't us, Nina. <laughs> no, it's true. That's why I had to finish it. <laughs> oh, what a shame. Are you still friends? Do you still text him and stuff? No, no, I'm one of the ones he's talking about. He's tried to reach out to me and I thought, no, I'm just not going to get back to you. Enough yeah. is enough now. I think a clean break is probably the exactly. best thing for you, Nina. Definitely. <laughs> more kinder for him, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the long run, he'll thank me. Yeah. Do you think that's... I think he's maybe gone off the rails a wee bit since splitting up with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for taking us through NME magazine. The current issue's out, so do go out and get it. Uh, if you can and you want to take a look online, it's a fully accessible website. We get all our stories from there for the programme. It's nme.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.